used to dream about sheep. Their life of roaming the green hills, eating vegetation, and occasionally having a haircut seemed so beautiful. And so, so impossible. This is Evergreen Sky. Something strange happened today. Well, no. I can't actually know for sure that something strange happened today. That would be pretty arrogant of me to claim the power to decide what's strange and what isn't. What I meant to say was, something out of my ordinary happened today. And I'm not sure what to do about it. I'm recording this on my device because... It was just out of my ordinary enough that I need to talk about it, but so far out of the ordinary that I'm not sure I can talk to another person about it. So here I am, talking to myself. That's healthy. I was working in my pod when I saw someone across the room. I know that Greencom has a policy against visual distraction, but something about her seemed so out of place. She was wearing a services uniform, but services doesn't work on the programming floor. And aside from her having no reason to be there, her uniform didn't fit. It almost looked like she'd taken it from someone else. She wasn't doing anything, really. And that made it all the more strange. Where was her productivity monitor? It wasn't long before my own productivity monitor alerted me that I had stopped working for an unsanctioned amount of time. But before I turned back to my screen, she looked at me. And when she looked at me, I I don't know. It was like she knew me. Or rather, like, she saw me in a way I don't think I've been seen before. I remember when I was little, and my dad was working for Greencom Services. When he explained the productivity monitors to me, I thought they were a bit over the top. How could someone be expected to work all the time? When I started working at Greencom myself, though, I understood. When you belong to the Greencom family, it's a privilege to give your time for the success of the family. Greencom has given me the opportunity to make a better life for myself and my family, as a part of the bigger Greencom family. And so working diligently is the least I can do. Isn't that right, Charlie? Oh, uh, Charlie is my cat. He's certainly a fan of my Greencom paycheck, aren't you? I saw her again today, 
I know it was her, but she clearly tried to look different. She was on the programming floor again, but this time she was in a programming uniform. She sat down at a pod across the room, but it was obviously not her pod. She looked over every aspect of the pod carefully, as if trying to remember each detail. I watched as she sat in the pod and brought up the login screen. Whoever the pod belonged to had followed protocol and logged out when they left, and the strange woman was trying to figure out the password. I had saved up enough time to use a break, so I left my pod to see what she was doing. I guess I thought... Well, I'm not sure what I thought. That I'd be able to figure out what she was doing where she didn't belong? That I'd learn more about who she is? That I'd get fired for sticking my nose where it didn't belong? Well, that last one definitely crossed my mind. She was typing furiously, trying to get into the system. I was trying to cross the room as casually as possible. No point in drawing unnecessary attention from management. When I was just a few pods away, she saw me coming. She looked at me again, and I had the same feeling that she knew more about me than I could possibly know about her. Getting up from the pod, she quickly crossed the room to the doors on the far end. But before she left, she turned and looked at me one last time. And she winked. I swear, she winked at me and disappeared out the door. If this is some sort of test for management for the promotion I applied for, I wish they'd let me know. Maybe I should report her just in case. I've never had any sort of corporate loyalty tests like this in any of my other attempts at a promotion, but maybe this means they're finally taking my application seriously. What would I even say? I saw someone on the programming floor? I'm not sure that's worth using my hard-earned time for. If I see her again, maybe then I'll say something. When I first got the programming job at Greencom, it seemed like everything my family had ever worked for had finally come to pass. I would be making more credits than anyone in my family had ever made, and I'd be able to make my mom comfortable and send my niece to a school. The district classes were good enough for me, but she deserves so much more. Ever since my dad died, we'd been working day and night just to survive. But once I got my position at Greencom, it seemed like anything could be possible. I knew that it was just a matter of time before I'd be able to work my way up the ladder and show the people of my district that anything really is possible with hard work and dedication. I'm not there yet, I guess. But that doesn't mean I'm going to quit trying. It's just a matter of time before Greencom recognizes what I can really do. I can do anything. Okay, that sounded dumb, but you know what I mean. This is getting... difficult. I... Okay, I'll start from the beginning. Every Friday, I go to the bar down the street for one beer. I know that it's a waste of money, but it's something I do for myself. It just makes me feel a little more, I don't know, human? I was sitting at the bar, thinking about that strange woman, when suddenly she was there, sitting next to me like it was the most normal thing in the universe. Hi, she said. No, I'm not making that up. 
this woman, who I was starting to think I had made up, sits down next to me and just says, hi. I'd like to say that I played it equally cool and said, hey, in response. But since no one is listening to this, I'll be honest. I panicked. If I said anything at all, I think I probably droned, uh, for an inappropriate length of time. I'm Jane, she said, still acting like this was the most normal interaction. Maybe, it occurred to me, she didn't recognize me from Greencom, and she was just striking up a conversation with me at the bar. Somehow, that was even more terrifying. Is that your real name? I asked, like an idiot. She laughed. It was a bright laugh, but with the kind of edge that made me realize that no matter what she said, I couldn't be sure she was telling the truth. She sort of smiled and said, It is, actually. I'm Alex, I said, still like an idiot. Is that your real name? She asked, clearly thinking she was hilarious. About then is when the bartender came to take her order. Jane turned to him with another stupid smile and said, I'll have what she's having, pointing at me. They, I said automatically. I'll have what they're having, she corrected, glancing at me with another freaking wink. I didn't know people actually winked at all, and this was the second time. So, Alex, she said, taking a drink of her beer and making a face. Does she not like beer? How could she not like beer? Sure, it's a reconstituted drink engineered to taste like what I guess real beer used to taste like before, but what isn't to like? Also, who gets to decide what is real beer, anyway? It's not like any of us have known anything other than Greencom beer substitute. She swallowed her mouthful and asked as casually as possible, How do you like working for Greencom? Now it was my turn to nearly choke. How do you know that I work for Greencom? I asked in what I'm sure was the coolest and calmest way possible. You don't need to play dumb with me, she said. I'm not here to cause trouble. Well, not much. So that filled me with confidence. I said what I'm supposed to say. Greencom is a family, and I'm lucky to have a position there. Then I decided to take a chance. What have you been trying to do on the programming floor? She smirked at me. I swear. To the point. Nicely done, she said. Although, that's a point we can't get to just yet. Have you ever thought about leaving your employment with Greencom? Leave Greencom? What else is there besides Greencom? Greencom owns our communication systems, our food, our schools. Greencom is us. There's a whole universe out there, Alex, she said, just a little condescendingly. My universe is here, I told her, truthfully. Her response was quick. But have you ever thought of something more? (laughs) Thought of more? Of course I've thought of more. Who hasn't? And I told her as much. We can think of more, but there isn't anything more. Not for us. Greencom is the path to survival, I told her. If you're someone who doesn't need Greencom to survive, then good for you. I'm not so lucky. She still wanted to press the issue. If this was a loyalty test for the promotion, they are not messing around. 
If I'm being honest, though, I think Jane is something else. Do you think Greencom is a good company? A fair company? She asked me. Who is she? I gave her as much of my honest opinion as I felt was safe. Whether or not Greencom is a good company, Greencom is the company, and I'm grateful for the opportunities they've given me and my family. She gave me an odd look. It was the same look she gave me when I first saw her on the programming floor. Like she saw me. Thanks for chatting, Alex, she said. We'll be in touch. And then she got up and walked away. Who is we? Who is she? I can't help feeling like she's going to get me into trouble, but maybe this is the end of it. So, so today at work, we had an interesting meeting. First thing in the morning after my strange run-in with the so-called Jane, Greencom holds a surprise meeting on corporate loyalty. So that was, uh, conveniently timed. Greencom wanted to remind us that as part of the Greencom family, we owed Greencom our unconditional respect and undivided loyalty. I played along and renewed my loyalty pledge with everyone else, but the whole time I couldn't help feeling like somehow this was related to my conversation with Jane. That's ridiculous, right? How would they even know about that? And besides, I didn't say anything disloyal. My whole family has worked for Greencom. My dad died working for Greencom. I've worked hard, but Greencom has given me this opportunity as a programmer. If Jane does contact me again, I should just tell her to go away. Whatever she's doing, it isn't worth the possibility of jeopardizing everything I've worked for with Greencom. It's like three in the morning, and I just got woken up by a loud message on my device. It says it's from... Jane, how did she get my number? It says to unlock the door to the server floor at noon tomorrow and either wait there for Jane or go back to work. What could she possibly want with the Greencom servers? Is this why she's been poking around the programming floor? Ugh, I'm going to reply. How do I know this is you? Also... How did you get my account number? Okay, now I wait. <sighs> She's, I'm tired. <laughs> she replied, okay. You're cute, but you drink bad beer. <laughs> also, I saw you bring up your account while paying for said bad beer and memorized the number. Sorry. I do not drink bad beer. <sighs> okay, maybe this is Jane, but what am I supposed to do? I may have made the biggest mistake of my life. All morning, I could barely focus on my work as I decided what I was going to do. 
On the one hand, if Jane was up to some nefarious purpose, which, I mean, a non-green comm person breaking into the server room, hello, then I could be jeopardizing everything I've ever worked for and the livelihood of my family. On the other hand, how loyal was I really to green comm? And was I really being disloyal if I just opened a door? My productivity monitor went off three times in the morning. I wasn't even that distracted the day after my dad died. Uh, oh, that's sad. By noon, I had made up my mind. I was not going to help Jane with whatever evil plot she was fomenting. But then noon came, and suddenly there I was, on my feet, making my way down to the servers in the bottom level of the building. Jane was already at the door when I got there. Good, you're here, she said. I haven't decided yet that I'm going to help you. I need to know what you're doing here, I said. She looked at me for a moment. I think you've already decided, so I'll tell you the truth. We're taking down Greencom. Greencom has destroyed our society, our planet, and it needs to be stopped. My team and I, we're going to stop them. You can't stop Greencom, I exclaimed. Greencom is everything. She was serious, her voice hushed but forceful. That's what they want you to believe, Alex. But if you open this door, we can show the world that it isn't the truth. Greencom is fallible, and more than that, Greencom makes choices to keep themselves in control. Choices that, if they were to be forced to stop making, might be better made by the people not the company. I tried to interrupt, my mind whirling with questions, but Jane had decided this conversation was over. Alex, open this door. We don't have time. In the moment, it felt like I moved automatically, but looking back, I did make a choice. I chose to help Jane and open that door. The fact that we never got inside the room was not necessarily my fault. The moment I raised my device and unlocked the server door, security rounded the corner. They were at the other end of a long hallway, but we still had just moments to react. They saw us, obviously, and called for us to identify ourselves. I hesitated. There was still a chance for me to pretend I'd gotten lost, or that Jane had somehow forced me to bring her down here and open the door. Jane looked panicked, but her voice was surprisingly calm. Come with me, Alex. We can work together. I have a ship and a team, and we can make a plan together. You can be part of changing the world. I still hesitated. Did I want to be a part of changing the world? Mostly, I just wanted to survive it. Jane stepped closer to me, and I could feel the heat from her skin as she said in an urgent whisper, Greencom killed your father, Alex. I can tell you the truth. Now, run. For a moment... I watched her sprinting down the hallway, away from the rapidly approaching security guards. But then I... well... I went.
Evergreen Sky is written by Anna Marie Carlson and produced by Anna Marie Carlson and Winnie Ramler. The voice of Alex is Anna Marie Carlson. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Evergreen Sky Pod. The music in this episode is by Bortex, David Helowitz, and Montplacier, and is available for free download at freemusicarchive.org. If you like the show, please leave us a rating on iTunes and share the show with your friends. Listeners like you are the number one way for us to find more listeners like you. Until next time, stay evergreen.